A shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. Hello, this is Father Thomas, and welcome to the Sprouting Stump podcast series, where we reflect on the readings that come to us from the Mass each day. When we take a little time to let the Spirit come upon us, a bud shall indeed blossom in our hearts, so we might be renewed in spirit and strengthened in faith, as we take this time together to enter into that beautiful word that comes to us from God. In today's reflection, Father explains how the story of the rich man and Lazarus relates to our lives. The story of the rich man and Lazarus. We've probably all heard it many, many times. The problem with the story, though, is that if we don't understand how Luke wrote it, we tend to disconnect ourselves from it. First off, it speaks about a rich man. Now, let's be honest, how many of you would classify yourself as rich? Alright, you guys have any hands when I ask for anyone who wants to sing the glory? Nobody tends to see themselves as rich. So, automatically, we think that this isn't really applying to me because I don't have all that much money. I'm not a rich person. Now, I imagine that if you saw somebody sitting at your doorstep who was homeless, that was had sores all over them, that almost didn't have any clothes, was hungry, you probably would not step over them to go on your way to work, and you'd probably ask them, do you need something? And they'd say, I need a hundred dollars, and then you'd say, I'm going to work. Anyways, the point is, we tend to recognize the story as, there's a rich person who I'm not, and there's this poor person who we ignore, which I would never do. The problem is, we put that in the way we look at the story, we don't become part of the story, we think, does to me. However, we have to recognize that the scripture writers would do things to show an extreme contrast to say there's simply a difference in situation. How many of you remember when I gave the homily about hate? When Jesus says you must hate mother and brother, sister, and everything, I said the hate does not mean you hate. It's a relative term which means you simply give them less consideration than you give to God. In the situation of the rich man and Lazarus, Jesus was trying to make an extreme point to say anybody where there's a difference in their status really becomes part of the story. I'll give you an example, or I'll give you a real life example of what this means. I was not even here for two months as the new pastor here in Carrollton. In that two months, I had more than five people knocking on my door asking for money. I barely let the word got out there's a new guy in town today wondering if I was going to be able to give the money. And I have no idea what any of the situations was, but every one of them saw me as somebody that had more than they had. In a way, they saw me as rich. And they were right. Because comparatively speaking, I had what they did not have. I didn't have to wake up the next morning worrying if my electric was going to be shut off. I knew my water was going to be running. I knew I was going to have food, but made it. I didn't have to worry about having a roof over my head. I had a place to sleep. I didn't have to worry about any of that stuff. But I have no idea if these people had to or not. So for me to say that I was not rich in this moment, and they were not poor, would be wrong. 
And that was the point that Jesus was trying to make. That simply if you have something that somebody else needs, you become rich in their eyes. If you have something extra that you don't necessarily have to take for yourself, and you can give it away and you don't, you become part of the story. That's what we have to recognize. Because none of us are rich, we think of the word rich, but I guarantee it, 70% of the world out there was classified you as all rich. Because you have, but they do not. And those are the things that Jesus is trying to get us to recognize that we have a responsibility to be able to give because of other people that have less than us. We have all been blessed with certain things, whether it's money, material goods, time, talent, whatever it might be. There's people out there that need that we have something to offer. And it doesn't necessarily have to be money. I'll give an example. We probably all watch one of those goofy movies about like the little three head cheerleader girls who were in high school, and they're really popular, but they're really like mean to everybody, but they're so popular because they're cute and all that other nonsense and stuff that happens in high school. There's always this girl that's about the main character that's about this girl that's kind of a little bit homely, nobody likes her, maybe she's got problems with that, maybe, whatever it might be, and so nobody likes her and she's outcast. As the movie has it, somehow the boys, the head cheerleader girl, sometimes makes friends with the girl who's like a homely person. And the homely person likes this maid out and she looks pretty, she becomes part of the popular crowd, and then she ignores her own friends. But the point is, these people, these girls that have popularity, and this happens all the time. I went to high school and it's very much like this. You have people that are very popular that get all the attention that people want to follow and be friends with, and you have people that nobody likes. These people have extra attention, and they're not willing to share that with the other people. They're not willing to give that to somebody that needs a little bit of comfort, a little bit of recognition, that maybe they're not a nobody. And if people just do more of that, just to find those people in need and give up the stuff that we have, you no longer have anybody in need. We need to look at our own lives and we need to recognize that we have things to be blessed. There's not a single person in the world that has not been blessed with something from God that you don't have the ability to share with somebody else that does not have as much as you have. This isn't a communist, socialist type mentality. It's simply a matter of being able to give to others so they're no longer in need. The rich man was not being criticized because he was rich. He was being criticized because he refused to share those riches. He refused to acknowledge that this was a gift from God meant not for his own sake, but for the sake of others. Yes, he could take what he needed from that, but he had excess and he didn't want to give up that excess. That's why he got in trouble. And we all have a little bit of excess of something. What are we doing with it? Because there's not a person in this world that doesn't need something. That means there's somebody else in the world that has a little bit more. I've said this before, I'll say it again. As long as there's somebody in this world that does not have enough, there's somebody else in this world that's holding on to too much. God designed it so that everybody would have enough if we simply would share that which is blessed us with. If every person who had would simply share a little of what they had, we didn't poverty in a day. 
We have it because there's too many people who are like the rich man, who look at the person who knocks on the door, like, what are you doing here? You're just going to use it for this. You're not really poor. You're a scammer. You should have paid your bills. Why did you buy here? Why did you do this? And we look at them the same way the rich man looked at Lazarus, not worthy of his attention. He simply saw a poor man and said, well, whatever it is, I don't care because you're not worth my time and energy. And we sometimes do the same thing in whatever way we do it. We all look down upon somebody out there, the drug addict, the porn addict, the person who blew all their money on stupid stuff and they couldn't pay their electric bill, the person who made bad choices in life and caused themselves to be financially ruined because they simply were being selfish. And we look at them the way that the rich man looked at Lazarus. But those people need something that we have. Lazarus, who knows why he was poor? It simply said he was given that poverty. Jesus said it doesn't matter why he was poor. He needed something that the rich man had, and he wouldn't give it up. We come across other people, we should be asking ourselves, what do they need? Maybe sometimes they just need a friendly hello. Maybe sometimes they just need a little bit of our time to tell them that they mean something. Maybe they need a little bit of money. Maybe they need some clothes. Maybe they need food. I don't know what it is, but everybody struggles with something. And we need to be willing to be that person to give it to them. So I'll tell you straight up, this is Jesus' words, not mine. When we come across somebody in need, if we're not willing to give up a little bit of what we have, we've just created an infinite chasm that we'll never be able to cross. You cannot hold on to anything in this world and get to heaven. It's as simple as that. Lazarus wasn't where he was because he was rich. He was where he was, or not Lazarus, but the rich man wasn't where he was because he was rich. He was where he was because he refused to give it up. That became what was important to him. And even in the afterlife, he still saw Lazarus as beneath him. Listen to the words. Abraham, tell Lazarus to dip his finger to satisfy my wants. Make that low life Lazarus wasn't good for anything. Do my bidding. Even in the afterlife, the rich man still could not let go of the fact that Lazarus was his equal. That's why he was in torment. It had nothing to do with his money. It had to do with his selfishness. We all went somewhere rich. Every one of us. When we come across somebody in need, are we going to offer a little bit to them? Or are we going to walk past? You walk past. Don't expect to ever sit in the bosom of Abraham. The world needs people to give what they have. We no longer have people in need. We are that people. Let us give what we can do. Let us be what we're supposed to be. Let us never create that chasm we can never cross.
Thank you.